Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Do you need heavy equipment or farm equipment? Look no further than Southern Equipment and Parts in Laurel. We have a wide selection of new and used equipment from many top brands. We also offer parts, service, and rentals. Whether you're a contractor, farmer, or just need help around the house, we have what you need. Southern Equipment is your one-stop shop for all farm and heavy equipment. Visit us at 5237 Highway 84 West and southernequipparts.com or call 601-651-4555. All free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, let's go. Another edition of the Eagle Hour on the Super Talk Radio Network. Glad you're with us around the state of Mississippi this afternoon, wherever you're tuned in. Or if it's online, welcome uh, to the Super Talk Eagle Hour. It's Wednesday. That means it's Patrick McGee Day, and we've got lots of NFL stuff to talk to you about today. Got kind of a savory crew in here this afternoon. We're kind of watching all the stuff around us. The Fourth Street is it the Fourth Street Sports Show? Nathan, is that yeah, right? That's it. That's it. It's Fourth Street uh, Sports Show. Our super intern uh, Nathan Lee's got a buddy of his, and uh, we're going to be talking about that uh, student uh, campus radio station sports show a little later in our program. We're broadcasting from the Southern Bank Corps Studio in Hattiesburg. Appreciate Southern Bank Corps and all they do for the Eagle Hour. This segment sponsored by Dickie's Barbecue Pit. Proud supporters of. Southern Miss Sports, and of course, our program and a great place for you to enjoy a great meal with your family or cater your next event. All right, it's Wednesday. We're going to go back down to the Big Easy. That's where Patrick McGee is, a sports writer and a columnist for NOLA.com. And our good friend and Patrick, you know, I'm a, kind of become a Saints fan this year, and I'm thinking maybe I'm a jinx. Things are not looking good right now for New Orleans. No, uh, you know. It was so weird that they had a chance to win that game because really the first quarter, you know, a couple of quarters, the first half, and even into the second half, things were really looking bad. Uh, but I think Dalton kind of uh, found a groove and, and the offense got moving, and they really had a chance at least to push it to overtime. Then they had the the 61-yarder that turns into a double doink. I, I, you know, it looked good on the way up. And, and yeah, I mean, the Saints – on top of playing bad, they haven't caught many breaks, uh, and it really comes down to turnovers. If they don't turn the ball over against the Vikings, they probably win. Uh, the Vikings allow the Saints to hang around a little bit, but uh, as bad as they've been, it, they're really not that far off. I thought Dalton, you know, looked good, and he did have the the fumble that was costly. But I think maybe he's the kind of quarterback they need in that offense. Uh, you know, just to you know, if he can kind of settle in and. And and just you know, kind of move the ball around like a point guard. That offense will move. Well, uh, you know, also obviously, if they can get Kamara back. Well, of course, the big question and the obvious question is going to be: Is it Sean Payton's absence? Is that is that is that the problem? Is that the problem, Patrick? Well, sure. I, I think it's contributed to the offensive uh, struggles. I mean, Winston played uh, differently last year under under Payton. You know, Winston's not fully healthy right now, but. 
that doesn't change some of the uh, decisions he's made. I think Peyton uh, worked well with Winston and was able to kind of get him in a in a good position to uh, not make those big mistakes, which he's made plenty of. So, yeah, I mean, offensively, I think not having Peyton there has made a difference. Offensively, you mentioned that Kamara's out. Michael Thomas didn't play again. You know, I'm wondering at what point, and I don't want this to sound sacrilegious, but at what point do you uh, cut bait with Michael Thomas? He just hasn't been, he just hadn't been available to play. Yeah, that, uh, that's a tough one. I mean, they really invested in him, and ever since then, he, he's played well when he's been on the field this season. Uh, so that's encouraging. Uh, but, but yeah, I mean, they just really need him healthy. It's been a tough go the last two or three seasons to really have him limited by injuries. Uh, you know, they're a different offense without him uh, on the field. But the, the good news is Chris Olave is, is, looks like somebody that's going to be a, a very good uh, Pro Bowl-type receiver. Uh, he's still young and make little mistakes here or there, but uh, he's really flashed. He looks like a guy that's got a really bright future. And they've got decent depth of receiver with Jarvis Landry and some other guys. And they can kind of uh, weather Michael Thomas's absence, I'd say, even better than they did a year ago. Uh, but but you want him on the field on, without a doubt. And the division that they're in could very mm-hmm. well be, the NFC South could very well be the weakest division in all of the NFL right now. And if you're in last place in that division, um, boy, and I know it, I know we're only a fourth of the way through the season essentially, but something's got to start uh, going right because the schedule is not going to be doing the Saints uh, any favors. I know the uh, AFC defending champion Bengals are in the, the 18th of October. So, I mean, they've got some tough tough games coming up, and they haven't been able to win games against teams they were supposed to beat. No, Tampa, uh, the whole division, really, uh, NFC South has struggled to start the season. Uh, and, and it's really a matter of which one of those teams is going to get on run when three or four games in a row, something like that. Uh, that's whenever things going to, you know, can kind of change and maybe one team can kind of separate. And I don't think that team's going to be the Panthers or the Falcons. I think the Saints and the Buccaneers are – are capable of, of getting on that kind of run. So it's very much still there to be had. It's really one in three. I mean, uh, you know, it's, it's you know, you win two games, all of a sudden you're 500. Uh, you know, the Seahawks are a beatable team. So this can get turned around, but it's it's really a matter of just playing cleaner football. They're just making mistakes in every phase, and especially on offense and special teams. Well, it didn't help to have to go to uh, England and uh, and fly no. back. Uh, you know, they're probably going to be a little leg weary when they play this weekend. What what is wrong with Kamara? He's obviously a big key, and you need him on the field. Yeah, for much, I think it was a chest injury. I think it's something to where it's it's kind of he got hurt early in the season, and it's tough for him. I noticed whenever he did play a couple of weeks ago, I don't think they had him in on, on downs where he was going to be expected to do uh, pass protection. So. It's just tough for him. It's just limited on, on what he can do when he's in there. Uh, it's kind of wait and see. It's, there's really not many answers on who's going to be available this week just because of the trip back from London kind of pushes everything back. Uh, it's, it's just going to be kind of wait and see. We'll find out probably more on Thursday and Friday about where guys kind of stand health-wise. They really need to stop this crap of, of playing in, you know, other parts well, I, of the I, you know, I'm not entirely opposed, but I think they need to do it in situations where teams are either coming off a, a Thursday game or, or yeah. a bye week. I, I think it's really tough for teams to to absolutely to just fit it into the schedule normally. Absolutely. So the Saints fly back from England and have to play Sunday. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's not fair. You think, Sander? That's no, fair. no. I don't think it's fair either. But but they do rotate the teams, you know. So it's not always it's not always the same team. But look, if you're the Saints too, and you're counting on sixty-one yard field goals, 
I mean, he made yeah. one, yeah. which there aren't many kickers in the league that can make one, but then to, to count on him to make a second one, yeah. if that's what you're relying on, brother, you got you got some problems. All right, Patrick, we're going to get you to come back second segment and talk about Southern Miss, but I, I won't, we've got about three minutes left. I want you to tell me what Patrick McGee's five best teams in the NFL are right now. I kind of picked the Philadelphia Eagles to click before the season started, and and they're I would say right now they're probably the, they're what they're the only undefeated team if I'm not mistaken. Right, that's right. Uh, then you probably have to put the Chiefs in there. They've been a little consistent, but sitting there three and one. Uh, the Buffalo Bills. There's you know it's, it's just a matter of them getting healthy, and the 49ers look pretty darn good as as a two and two squad, and the Bengals at two and two coming off a of Super Bowl. That's probably my five best squads. All right, and your five worst teams in the NFL? Besides Washington? Uh, well, the no, Houston, they're in there. The, <laughs> okay. the, the Houston Texans would probably be the worst. With Lucky uh, Smith. It, Go ahead. I'm sorry. With, I'm sorry you broke up? With, with Lovey Smith. I, how in the world he keeps getting jobs, I don't know. But, but go well, ahead. Well, I just Pat. don't understand why they fired the coach they had a year ago. I thought he did a fine job under the circumstances. Yeah. I, I mean, I just thought it was stupid. I mean, what are they doing? And higher level. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> Carolina Panthers, even though they beat the Saints, they're they're just a bad team. Uh, the Panthers stunk even in the win over the Saints. Uh, the Commanders, yes. uh, you would probably, and then the Bears, and then if I had to pick another one, pro- probably the Steelers. The Steelers? How about that? Well, here's, here's my five center, and uh, we got about a minute and a half. Five best, the Chiefs, it, it kind of pains me to say, my chest hurts when I say this, the Eagles, the 49ers, the Rams, the Bills. Oh, you could make arguments for all of those. My five worst, Jacksonville, Carolina, Houston, Atlanta, and the Commodores. First of all, it's the Commanders. Bob. I know you always get that <laughs> mixed hey, up. You. Yes, Coach Lionel Richie right, and the, and the on, Commodores. Who are your five, Senator? Uh, oh, gosh, five. Uh, well, the Bills would definitely have to be in there. When the, and I, San Francisco's a team on the move. I like the 49ers. Um, you know, and Atlanta's not as bad as people thought they were. Uh, they, they might be functional. Jacksonville's not as bad as people thought they were. Now, they're not, you know, they're not, oh, gosh. No. Well, they're your five best? No, 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 okay. not my five best. Uh, the Bengals would be first, of course. Of course. Uh, the Bengals would be you Do you remember just second. two weeks ago when he was saying. Oh, yeah, they, they were dead. The they were jet, dead in the water. The Jets were going to slash the Bengals would be third. Yeah. Uh, we'll throw the 49ers in there. Uh, but but the five, the five weakest, for sure, you can't argue those. I mean. You know the pan- the Panthers, the Commanders, and and you know the Cowboys aren't getting any love. Come on, and and well, that's what they are, Bob. Oh, no, what a joke! <laughs> what a joke! Well, and you're allowed to say that because you've been what a fan a forever. Well, you fire. were. Yeah, what a dumpster fire! All right, Patrick, you're going to hang around. I want to talk to you about the uh, game Saturday night. Uh, where Southern Miss football stands at the moment. Yeah, sure. Patrick McGee from NOLA.com will rejoin the Super Talk Eagle Hour. Also, we'll have the guys from the 4th Street Sports Show on here in just a few minutes. So stay with us.
Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, welcome back. Second segment of the show is sponsored by Campus Bookmart at campusbookmart.net. A great place to buy your Southern Miss apparel. And uh, we love Miss Kathleen. Be sure to tell her we said hello. Also, I want to remind you about the Super Talk Eagle Hour podcast. It's available every day on Apple, Audible, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or you can tell Alexa to play the Super Talk Eagle Hour. Talking to our buddy Patrick McGee from NOLA.com. Patrick, if only people could hear the topics of conversation sometimes during the breaks here, right? I mean, uh, it had nothing to do with sports. And uh, Kelly going on and on about the Jeffrey Dahmer series and how surprised he is that it is dark. (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was I thought it was Dahmer the musical. No, I don't think it has much to do with that. No high kicks and dancing and things like that. No, no, no. Those people are no longer dancing. (laughs) Oh gosh! All right, uh, Patrick. uh, Brighter subjects. Let's talk about Southern Miss football. Uh, You know, we we were talking around earlier this week on the show, and we were kind of going down the schedule and looking. And I I think you can see six wins. Who knows? Maybe seven wins out of this team. Am I? Am I looking at the glass uh, way too full? No, I, I mean I think there's reason to be optimistic. Uh, you know, it's I know a lot of Southern Miss fans kind of are anxious right now coming out of the bye week. They want to see this team get back on the field and really kind of build on what they did against uh, Tulane. So we'll see. I mean, if if this team can kind of uh, have some level of consistency, it's going to win football games. Um, you know, it could get to seven, uh, and that's you know I think seven wins could potentially put you in the hunt. Uh, to win the division uh, because there's so much uh, parity within that division. Really, there's you know there's not one really awful team in the entire conference, and even in the West Division, which is weaker than the East, there's no real bad team. You know, uh, UL right now is in last place at 0 and 2, uh, and everybody expected them to win the division coming in. And uh, you know, it's just a matter of a young, a young coaching staff kind of figuring things out. Uh, they could eventually turn around, but yeah, I mean, Southern Miss can. Definitely, certainly flirt with bowl eligibility and even possibly get in the hunt in their division. I don't think I've asked anybody this question, Patrick. Compare this team as it stands now to the team that was inherited by the coach from the previous administration. How much improvement has he been able to make in his short tenure here? Well, it's it's pretty obvious he's been able to just build quality and depth. Um, uh, there's been some injuries, especially at linebackers, so maybe a little bit thin there, but uh, just through the transfer portal, the guys they were able to bring in, uh, they're at least you know either second stringers or guys they can plug in and start right away. Uh, so they've just got quality guys that they can run out there. And I think you know all of us knew that they were going to be pretty pretty good when you looked at the depth chart. It was just a matter of figuring out the quarterback position, and I you know I think probably they've done that with Wilkie. Uh, he's still a young guy. There's probably going to be a game or two this season where he looks like a freshman, but he looked really impressive against Tulane, and and as he gains confidence that offense as a whole is only going to get better as the season goes on. And one thing that we really have never touched upon this whole season is the assistant coaches that Will Hall has hired. Mm-hmm. All right. And and I say that to go on to say this. They're all really comparatively speaking young in age. And look, let's let's be honest. The younger you are, the you tend to have a little bit more piss and vinegar to get out there and get the stuff done that you need to get done, including recruiting. All right, they're in touch with this social media new age athlete that these older recycled coaches just aren't. You know, you've also got a bunch of younger assistant coaches that are trying to build their resumes 
to potentially you know help their families move on. A defensive coordinator that's what twenty nine years old and obviously having some success. So I think the missing piece of the puzzle that we really haven't talked about is the youth of of this uh, assistant coaching staff on how they have been able to go out and just recruit their pants off, which takes energy to be able to do all that kind of stuff. And that's, that's part of this puzzle, too, that we haven't touched on. What do you say, Patrick? Uh, well, I mean, I think adding Sam Gregg, uh, as offense coordinator slash offensive line coach was big. And I think that offensive line is still kind of coming in, into its own as that group becomes more steady and more reliable. I think that's really the biggest piece of all on that offense. Uh, they've got to really protect Wilkie and give him a chance and give that running game a chance to get going. Another area that they really would probably like to see is just somebody else step, step up in the ground game other than Frank Ward Jr., uh, they need somebody that's a little bit more reliable to kind of give him a break here or there. So there's things to be figured out, but uh, it's it's you know it, it, you know we, this team's not the same team it was in week one. You know uh, they just need to continue to progress and grow and really mature as a group as they as they move on. And and we'll see if that happens. Uh, Troy's a good team. This is going to be a tough one on the road, uh, but you expect them to go out there and compete. Yeah, you know Patrick, I look back. Uh, you look at Liberty, their season. You look at Tulane, Tulane's a really good football team. Liberty's a really good football team. Golden Eagles beat one pretty handedly and played the other one into quadruple overtime. Those are really encouraging signs, I think. Yeah, I mean, Southern Miss should have beaten Liberty. Um, I mean, that's one I know Will Hall is just absolutely still kicking himself to this day. Uh, you know, they just, you know, Ty Keyes goes out there and makes a couple of mistakes. Uh, then you you don't really have a backup quarterback in reliance so he goes super back it, it was you know it's it's just one that will hall and company i'm sure would love to do over again and just you know at least for a span of one quarter you know and just get the right personnel on the field and make that work so uh southern miss should have three wins right now no doubt so yeah. uh and and there was you know Tulane was a, a, a hard fought one but southern miss really deserved to win that football game sure uh, i thought they were the better team in a lot of respects right now snooky the bookie out at tahoe Lake Tahoe at Harris has South Al as the favorite in the West. Uh, I certainly think you could make that argument when they almost went to UCLA right. and won, and that would have been that's that's their only loss, right? So South Al. So I think what we're going to learn this weekend is if it goes head to head in some of these tiebreakers, this is going to be a big one. And I think if the mm-hmm. Eagles can go to Troy and win because it's on the road and because it's a quality team, you automatically catapult yourself into contender. Yeah, uh, in the West. What have they got to do to beat Troy? In your view, uh, Patrick? Well, I mean, they just you know they have to play much like they did against Tulane and get some turnovers on the road. Uh, that's how you really win uh, games on the road against good teams. Is you force turnovers and you play clean ball. Wilkie didn't throw any interceptions. You played really well on special teams. You just have to do the small things well. And uh, special teams, I was impressed with the defense played very well. So. I think they're going to come in confident, but it's really that same recipe that you saw at Tulane uh, that's got to happen for Southern Miss. Yeah, big weekend. Every weekend, though, you know, now every weekend becomes big because you you yeah. kind of see – you can look down the road and kind of see really good things, so every week becomes really important. And, and there are some things that are, that are sexy over time, like the West Coast offense was really big, then the spread offense was really big. So some things will change a little bit, but one thing that does not change is winning – 
the turnover battle. I mean, you, you win it on the line of scrimmage and, and, and the turnover battle. And, and another thing that doesn't change, and we saw it against Tulane, is what a big impact playing well on special teams can make in a game. My, and what a game. That was probably the best uh, special teams unit game that I, that I remember in a long, long time. I mean, coming up with big but plays at big time. That's important, isn't it, Patrick, at every level of football. Yeah, absolutely, and and you've got to do the little things right to, to win some belt. There is going to be no off week. I, I looked at the the bottom ten rankings that the ESPN, I think it's Ryan McGee, does it every week, and you remember how Conference USA usually has yeah, <laughs> about yes. four teams in that that right, that right. bottom ten every week, and some belt has no teams in that ranking. Right. Uh, right. Yeah, it it tells you that there's it's there's no easy out. It's a it's a tough conference. And if you can kind of build momentum and just play consistently on defense and, and not turn the ball over, you can compete. But you've got to be fairly error-free to win games in this conference. Well, let me ask both you guys this question. Start with you, Kelly. I agree with exactly what Patrick just said. But over time, won't that make Southern Miss a better football program to have to play those kind of teams week in and week out? We, we've talked about this a little bit before, the, the, the adage that iron sharpens iron. Um, that uh, you take a, like a Jeff Davis County High School uh, in Mississippi. It's it's a three A school, but they've been playing five A and six A teams, and they've won some and they've lost some. But the idea is then when they get into three A, they're they're clobbering people, and and that's exactly what's happened. Yeah, it can't help but make you better. The only the only thing you worry about is when you're playing tough competition like that is can you endure it physically. You know, and if, can you keep your team healthy enough? But now that the Eagles are deeper at just about every position, uh, that shouldn't be as big a problem going forward. All right, Patrick, give us your give us the uh, let's give us the prediction for Saturday night. I, I think it's uh, Troy's a good defensive team. I would think probably I, I'm, right now I'd probably take Troy like twenty to fourteen. That's reasonable. And give us your Saints prediction. Oof. Uh, I, that's a hard one to do when you don't know even know who the quarterback's going to be. Right. Uh, but if if I had to do right now, I think the Saints probably win by a field goal. And who are they playing? Oh, I'm sorry. They're playing the Seahawks. The Sea Ducks. Oh, okay. Well, they're not very good either, are they? All right. Well, Patrick, great, great time with you today. We appreciate you very much, man. We look forward to having you back on. And our best regards to Blue. <laughs> All right, y'all have a good one. All right, they're, they're not very good either. <laughs> the Saints, are, the Saints, dude, are just not very good right they're now. Not right now, that, that's no, for sure. But no, uh, they're not. But and you can say that when you're part of the family, when you love your team, right? Right. I mean, I'm I'm pulling hard for the. Saints. You just don't want anybody else outside the family. But right now, they're just not very good. Throwing shade. You're right about All that. All right. When we come back, uh, Motley Crew here in the studio. We're going to introduce them to you right after this. All right, I want to thank Patrick McGee from NOLA.com. Always great the NFL conversations with Patrick. We appreciate his contribution to our show. We'll have the uh, Troy play-by-play 
announcer on the show tomorrow. I believe our super intern, Nathan, set that up. And, uh, Nathan, thank you for that. He's going to join us. Uh, going to be joining us uh, tomorrow afternoon, so we'll look forward to that. This segment sponsored by D1 and D-Bath, a great place to take your child for baseball and softball training. Great place for you to go if you're an adult athlete and you want to just get in better shape. We appreciate uh, D1 and D-Bath. And also, Kelly, Friday, we have a coach from uh, Troy on the show, am I right? That's right, Alex Ward, who actually uh, prepped at Oak Grove High School, is on the coaching staff at Troy. So he's going he's gonna, to... Uh, call us on Friday afternoon. And uh, uh, by the way, it's Southern Miss fans, a lot of fans, you know, made the Tulane game. I know there's a lot of folks headed to Troy. And so I don't know how I got to be appointed the social director, but the front porch in Troy is the place, is what I'm hearing, Bob. So Southern Miss fans, they may want to head to the front porch on Friday before, or Saturday rather, before the six o'clock game. There we go. All right, Nathan Lee, of course, uh, you know, if you listen to the show every day, is our intern and a young man we're enjoying uh, having associated with us a great deal. He brought one of his buddies today, Charlie, L- tell me, Charlie. Latrell. Latrell, I'm sorry. Charlie Latrell, I can't read my own writing. <laughs> and both of these young men are co-hosts of the 4th Street Sports Show, which airs on the campus radio session. And First of all, Charlie, welcome. We're glad to have you here. Thank you. It's a great opportunity, and I like talking about 4th Street. <laughs> all right, tell us a little bit, Charlie, about, about the program that you and Nathan and some of the other guys do, how it got started, what you do, and when people can hear it. So it started with Austin, who's our actual host. It started two years ago during that COVID year. He kind of hit me up, and he had the idea because no other uh, students were really doing it. So we've kind of just built on that, and Nathan and Dima and Jackson are our new guys this year. And we're basically tying it into what we do at the Southern Miss Student Media Center. So we're out reporting and then going back into the studio and kind of putting together a show, kind of just like this show is, but also getting some you know in-depth interviews and kind of just a different uh, perspective from the students. Well, on you're, you're a journalism student, or a... yes, sir. I think all of us are journalism majors or in the school of communication. Well, it's great practical experience, and uh, I understand. And Nathan, you can jump in here too. I understand you guys landed a pretty good guest this past week. Yeah, we got old head coach Will Hall on the show, and uh, it was a great interview to have him on there. You know, kind of wanted to open open him up. You know, from the coach speak. You know, because you know he can. He, he, you know, can kind of get old from time to time, so we kind of got a nice little personal interview with him uh, for the show this week. But I would think just securing Will Hall. Mm. Did you guys feel that that put you on the legitimacy map? You know, we've we've had some pretty big guests. We had Raji, uh Reggie Collier last year, but I think having Coach Hall just with the image, you know, he has with Southern Miss, and just getting. Uh, him to talk about things you might not hear him talk about like nathan was saying it just adds to that and really what we've been trying to do this year is kind of connect to more people because you know there's families of these student athletes that want to hear you know their kid talk or coach talk um but we're just trying to kind of hit all the bases but definitely coach hall was probably um our most enjoyable guest i would say so far so charlie what's the key to a good interviewer what makes a good interviewer Oh, I like when I go into interviews, obviously always prepare. Um, I think that's the number one thing. Prepare, do a little pre-research because, you know, 
if you want it to kind of be like a conversation, if you have that background knowledge, it just comes naturally. So, you know, we did a little background research and just, you know, kind of let it flow. More it went on because people kind of start out kind of rigid because it's like almost, you know, an interview, you feel kind of rigid. But then when they realize, you know, it's more like a conversation, they just start to talk more. And that's how it gets more, you know, natural. And I know, Bob, one of the things we like at Super Talk, we, you and I were both came up through the college radio ranks. I mean, me at at KPGY at Iowa State University, where my uh, college roommate is now the radio voice of the Chicago Bears, Jeff Joniak. But we like at at Eagle Hour and Super Talk to be able to help younger people oh, start their sports career. Absolutely, because uh, you got to get a start, and uh, you you bring a young guy like Nathan in here. He's just busted his tail uh, trying to please us and help us, and uh, you know anything we can do uh, to help advance their venture into this same uh, career field that you and I chose many, many years ago. We're happy, obviously very happy. And the fact that Nathan has come from Purvis and can put a complete sentence together. Now, now, now <laughs> Kelly, for all the people in Purvis. So rare, oh, rare occasion. I'm, I'm kidding. We I'm will kidding. give the Kelly's cell phone number <laughs> yeah. at the end of the show. He knows I love him. So, Charlie, uh, I guess you guys, this is a year-round deal, so you'll go from here to basketball. And do you do one thing that we've done on this show, and I would encourage both you guys to do it. Maybe, maybe you're already doing it. There's so many sports shows, and, and they want to talk to the football team, and they want to talk to the baseball team. But, you know, we try to include every athlete in every sport from the campus on our show. Do you guys take that same approach? Basically, uh, we got the men's golf team on the same week y'all did, and uh, Nathan said that. We were like, darn, we missed it. But it's a great thing to um, you know, get everybody included because obviously we're going to be talking about football. We want to talk about what the people want to hear. But like I said, you know, everybody's got an audience here. You know, this is a D1 program uh, with teams, you know, people want to hear. Uh, they grew up all across the world. I mean, you know, the men's every – players almost from different places so there's an audience for all of that and we try to you know hit as much as we can now slade white at, at fourth street is your guys corporate sponsor so to speak how did you get slade on board slade slade white at fourth street bar and grill oh that that's not that's not connected no, that's not we're connected. not connected at all if, if you want to hear the fourth street name the how we got that that yes. was basically started last year when we had four guys we kind of wanted to keep like uh a name that had something with four in it and we're like light bulb fourth street so i can see that where that gets confusing yeah. but almost e you know every facility is right off of fourth street so we're like right. weekly we're going to bring you a weekly recap of what's going on now, fourth street do you guys get school credit you get hours towards your degree by doing this so this is a job for us this is a, a part of the southern miss student media center which is kind of newly converged it's the student prints wsm 88.5 where we air but also we're putting stuff on our own social media um, we kind of made our own brand that's tied into that and then also what uh Nathan is also a part of his SMTV. He's doing weekly uh, sports recaps. He's the sports anchor. So we're kind of all we got our hands in every basket right is, now. Is it generally assumed that everybody and I don't I don't mean this sarcastically, but does everybody want to be an anchor on ESPN? 
No, I mean, uh, Nathan and I would say Austin are probably the only people doing the video. And really, outside of our group, I'm going to pitch this while I'm on here, is outside of, you know, our, our five guys on 4th Street right now, we're all, most of us are seniors except, you know, Dima. So we're looking for, you know, talent. We're kind of trying to see who will uh, be able to fill in because, you know, this is our only second year, and we've done a lot just in those two years, and we want it to become something that, you know, every student can kind of step in that wants to do this for the future even after we're gone i think it's fantastic i'm I'm happy to help promote it and uh happy to help you guys and and i would encourage everybody that listens to the eagle hour tune into these guys on the 88.5 on mondays at five and and hear their perspective of something and i have to tell you to you guys bob and i are old as dirt we remember when there were coaches will remain nameless the coaches but there were some coaches that if you paid them they wouldn't be interviewed. Big nasty. They were not. <laughs> I had no problem with Jim, Jim Carmody, and he no, was he, actually. He would talk to you. He's actually not one that I was thinking of. You know, uh, you know who yeah, I'm thinking I know of. Who you're talking about. Um, but they just. But the the transparency of Will Hall's staff and Jay Ladner's staff and and all of them, they have just been great to work with, and it's not always good news. No, yeah, that's the big thing that we noticed around Southern Miss. All the coaches, all the staff are more than willing to help out with our media. You know, they know what we're doing and how we're, you know, we're just coming up the ranks, you know, and they're just trying to help us out as much as, you know, help them out and get the, the publicity around them. So, so, so you have a job to do, Nathan. Let's bring up the subject of bad news. Mm. All right. They know, sports people know sometimes that you have to report bad mm-hmm. news. You don't like to do it. It's part of the job. Mm-hmm. So how do you handle that? It's a good question. We haven't really faced too much bad news. I mean, obviously, we know what's going around Southern Miss athletics with the whole Brett Favre situation, but we don't want to, you know, go into that yet until we have all the facts and everything. But you know, when you have a situation like that, you gotta you gotta be uh, cautious, but you also gotta, you know, like I just said, you gotta be a true journalist and report the facts. And and if it's bad news, it, it is bad news. But you know, people want to know the facts, and that's what we try to do at Southern Miss. That's right. Get the facts, but don't try to be first. Mm-hmm. Try to be right. Yes. That, yes. If, if I were going to give you two guys any advice, don't try to be first. Try to be right. All right, last question, Charlie. Honest answer. How big did Nathan's head get when he got this internship? <laughs> we, okay, we got a running joke uh, <laughs> in our studio. I think Jackson was the one who started it, but – we like to call him Super Intern too. We say, "How's the Super Intern going?" We think that's a we think that's a clever name, but we like to play with them. But um, no, I mean that it's great for him. We're like, when he got it, we were like, "That's that's big time." And you know, just having, because I mean, Hattiesburg is a pretty small place, even though you know it feels kind of big. But having you know, we're all doing kind of similar things, so having a connection for yeah. us, student media to y'all is really big and just having the opportunity to talk to y'all too is huge he actually us. asked us to call him the super intro no, no, no. well on, in his social media post he's standing in a phone booth and he's opening up a shirt with the big s you know being being shown there so no, no he didn't do that charlie thanks for coming man. thank you thank we, uh, you we enjoyed having and, you and daily what time mondays at 5 p.m mondays all right we'll be back wrap up the eagle hour in just a moment
You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. I want to thank the guys at 4th Street Bar and Grill for their sponsorship of the Eagle Hour. It is a great place to go this Saturday night and catch the football game with uh, Troy University. Get yourself a really good sandwich and a cold beer and sit back and have a good time at 4th Street Bar and Grill. Also, I want to thank Mo Bay Beignet Company for their sponsorship of our program. It is a great dessert spot, great coffees, and wonderful, wonderful uh, beignets cooked when you order them. They're located right across the street from the campus, and be sure you tell them that uh, you heard us uh, bragging about them on the Eagle Hour. All right, so Nathan Lee is in here with us, and, of course, Nathan is our intern. I asked Nathan earlier this week to kind of give me a sample of some of the things they do on their show. He put together this summary of the first four weeks of uh, Southern Miss football. So, Nathan, let's let's hear what you came up with. The Golden Eagles face their biggest test of the season so far as they travel to Troy, Alabama this weekend to play the Trojans. This is Southern Miss's first Sunbelt opponent since joining the conference during the summer, and it could affect the Sunbelt West greatly as the season progresses. To this point in the season, the Golden Eagles find themselves 2-2 two two, with wins against the Northwestern State Demons and the Tulane Green Wave. While the team could easily be 3-1, they are focused on improving every game as their biggest tests are in front of them. Still, this entire season for the Eagles has been overshadowed by the biggest question in football, who is your quarterback? Over the bye week, head coach Will Hall confirmed that Zach Wilkie will be the starter for the remainder of the season. Coach Hall talked about Wilkie's game against Tulane and how the freshman is progressing this season. And he really grew up in the second half. I thought his eyes were right all game long. And, uh, you know, I thought that uh, he really took some steps forward, and we got to continue continue to grow with him. We're going to be an explosive offense before this year's over with. I hoped we would be better tonight than what we were. Uh, I hoped we could put two halves together like the second half. We didn't. But uh, we're going to continue to improve. On the season, Wilkie has thrown for 503 yards on 60% completion percentage with four touchdowns with only one interception. However, the Golden Eagles need an all-hands-on-deck performance against the Trojans this weekend as it could be one of the best defenses they face this season. Last week, Troy held the prolific Western Kentucky offense to only 64 rushing yards. While the Hilltoppers threw for 406 passing yards, we have yet to see Wilkie and the offense throw that effectively. The Golden Eagles will need to produce a viable running game to balance the offense so the team does not have to rely as heavily on the passing game. Expect a defensive battle on Saturday, October 8th at Veterans Memorial Stadium at 6 p.m. Nathan Lee, Super Talk, Mississippi. There we go. Nathan Lee kind of previewing the season, Kelly Sander, and uh, telling us what's in store for the Golden Eagles. Yeah, he kind of had one of those uh, those that... What's the what's the public radio station? Uh, PRM Public Radio yeah, Mississippi, yeah. kind of one of those yeah, voices. Nathan, that that's you... good stuff. So that's what uh, these are examples of of how you guys are learning this profession at Southern Miss. Yeah, right? exactly. It's just kind of you know, like you said, it's like a news story, but uh, for radio, you know, no video, so you just kind of give context. You know, I couldn't give the best context. I like to get on the field, you know, go and practice and get some samples and stuff. But you know, I did the best with what I had. But yeah, a preview of the season. Southern Miss is looking good and. And uh, I'm feeling good about what we got against Trojans. And, yeah, I'm learning I learned a lot, a lot of stuff in Southern Miss. You All know? right, so I understand you're going to make arrangements. Some of your guys are going to get us some sound bites yes. after the game yes. Saturday night. Very I good. Up. I like this connection with uh, – with the <laughs> yeah. Fourth Street Radio Show. Well, every, everybody wins because with all sure, due respect to professors, you don't learn anything in the books. Mm-hmm. You learn by doing, yep. right? So this is a good way for them to, to get – practical experience mm-hmm. you know sometimes you can be overeducated and not 
trained well enough. And exactly. so you want to try to find that that balance. Now, now some of the things you've, you're learning being around him, mm. I want you to block out of your mind. Yeah, okay? yeah. I want the, you to learn just the like positive school. thing. Yeah, yeah. Gotta get, get, gotta take the good with the bad sometimes. Yeah, Nathan. exactly. It comes yeah. with it, one and one, yeah. right? Uh, I see he's answering his social media. At the yeah, moment. he's not paying attention. The to hater. The no, well, I do. You know, I'm not independently wealthy. Like, uh, well, I'm wealthy, not independently wealthy. Though, so <laughs> I, I, do, I do have to work a little bit. You know, <laughs> and and speaking of the wealthy, I don't know if you guys heard this, but there is trouble in Shangri-La between the goat. Tom Brady and his wife Giselle are calling it quits. You seem to have a glee in your eye about that. Does that make you happy, Sanders? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. They are, uh, you know, she's still angry and has been publicly upset that he supposedly, she claims that he never consulted her when he came out of retirement or back, back mm-hmm. out of retirement, whatever it is, <laughs> into the league. And ever since then, it's been downhill and... They have hired attorneys and... You know, my wife had an interesting comment about all that. We were talking about that one night and what you just said. And here's what my wife said. She she needs to back off. You know, he's made her a lot of fame and a lot of money by being Tom Brady. And if he wants to continue to play football, she should respect that. Under, under normal circumstances, I would buy that argument. But she is the world's, one of the world's top paid supermodels. So yeah, she makes more. She's made more money than he has. So, right. and she has hired one of the Trumpsters' attorneys. Ooh. Is that right? Yes, the Trumpster. Huh? That, that's what, so. Wow. Stay tuned, like sands to the hourglass of time. <laughs> look, look at the gleam in his <laughs> eye. Yeah. Over yeah. There. I've she never seen him this excited things, since the Bengals came back. You know, yeah. Since the, they beat the Jets. Yeah. yeah. So Tom Brady is actually having some tribulation and trial <laughs> in his life. And that All might right. not be good for the Saints, though. <laughs> All right, we'll get focused on uh, Troy football. We'll have their play-by-play guy tomorrow afternoon on the show. One of their coaches is coming on Friday preview high school football still lots to cover this week on the eagle hour we hope you'll join us every day until then southern miss to, to the, the top, top. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.